It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. Welcome to the 14th, for real, we're pretty sure, episode of the Chronicle News Dump, where we go through the hottest topics in the greater Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm occasional bar patron Aaron Vantile, joined as always by former daddy special boy Eric Schwartz. It's just creepy, man. <laughs> Today, we're also joined by Jackson Gardner, who in this episode is in a sudden death tryout for a regular spot on Lewis County's worst podcast. Ooh. We will be informing him of his every misstep throughout the episode and cutting his mic where appropriate. It's Sunday, September 20th, and our collective mothers have arrived home early, so we've opened the windows, turned on the what fan, does that even mean? popped a few yes. breath mints, and sprayed Febreze on every available surface because the smoke is gone, baby. You like that? You like that that's, that's, a long, that's a long way to get there, but we you, you finally made it. to make our point here. I don't know about you guys. I burned a pile of tires and some old paint to celebrate. Uh, how are you two enjoying your new smoke-free outdoor lives? Well, I started smoking again because uh, I wasn't getting it organically through my environment anymore. So that's what's changed in my life. What yeah, you, I didn't. Ac- I didn't actually even get out over the weekend. Uh, I was watching football pretty much the entire time, and I think I'm probably not alone on that. I think there were a lot of people who were uh, really getting on, you know, really hating the smoke. And then the weekend came, and it was gone, and and they didn't leave their couch. Didn't so. even notice. They were just yeah. So- Institutionalized. It's sneaky. It might come right back. You never know. It That's could, true. It could. There are still fires. Uh, I got uh, chewed out. Well, I take it all personally on the Chronicle Facebook page. But <laughs> well, every comment is directed at you. I pointed out on Saturday that it was all clear, and I think the first comment said that it's this smoky every year, and we need to stop hyping climate change. So I think that goes for both of you two as well. Every year, right? <laughs> I think it is getting worse every year. Uh, we've had a good like three or four years in a row, though. 2015 was terrible. You covered for me in that infamous week where everything caught on fire. Oh yeah, that was a great time. And then we had like four good years. So no, I'm I'm feeling great now. Yeah, I remember plenty of fires but none that have like driven this much smoke for this long of a period of time into our uh, outdoor environments so that's uh, that's a new one with nowhere to escape you couldn't like go over the pass or head to the beach it was everywhere you couldn't even go to Chewila no you couldn't even go to beautiful Chewila interesting enough that was my first year of college I was a freshman of college 2015 Uh uh, if if you guys want to feel really old Uh Um, thank you and I vividly remember that that smoke out in because I was obviously in Pullman and oof man I, I didn't care as much as I did you know now and uh-huh. my lungs were feeling it then mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah I'm sure it was the wildfire it was a it was a combination of both combination of both all right the big ticket item over the weekend. Lewis County's uh, the Lollipop Guild is what they're called. They yes. erected a sign that was decorated in rainbow colors across the freeway from the controversial Hamilton sign. And it basically said, everybody's welcome in Lewis County. It Everything says, Lewis County nice. welcomes everyone over a uh, rainbow background with a kind of angular design on the side. And it had a peaceful first weekend with no incidents. It was quickly <laughs> torn down within 48 hours, according to uh, the Lollipop Guild of Lewis County, which also operates, I believe, under Rural Americans Against Racism. Uh, who could have seen such a thing coming? Yeah. Which, which sign more controversial? 
I think we. (laughs) (laughs) I think it goes without saying that the suspect here is clearly Antifa. They have uh, finally struck. They've been saying it for weeks that they were going to come and get the Hamilton sign. Diversion, they take down the other side. Well, wow. I can't believe that Antifa would do this sort of a thing. Uh, I was under the impression that free speech was the issue here and nothing beyond that. Clearly, that was a misstep on, uh, on, on my part. <laughs> when they rallied around the Hamilton sign, the message that was up there at the time was, um, the, I believe, the First Amendment protects this sign just like it does your house. But then the other side of the sign said, but not a competing sign across the road. Oh, well, yeah, you should have looked for that. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, I think the Chronicle spoke out against it on Facebook today, just as we did when someone tried to set the Hamilton sign on fire. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just stupid. Let's call it what it is. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think all of the, th- the signs matter. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. just uh, leave it at that. Uh, um, the Lollipop Guild posted on Facebook today, y'all may have torn our sign down last night, but we're here to build people up and we're not going anywhere with an individual uh, waving a rainbow flag atop the structure where the sign once was. It's almost going to have the opposite effect, because just that one post, and that doesn't take into account any of the subsequent shares, has 533 engagements and 402 shares. That's um, a lot. And they're fundraising for a new sign, which I imagine will be much sturdier, and I'm thinking there's probably going to be... you know, cameras and that kind of thing next time. Bigger and even more colorful. Behind that sign is an idea, and ideas are bulletproof. Yeah, well, I think, and this is going to be a storyline that we will likely follow. I mean... I think so. Oh, sure. <laughs> we, we do often report the news. <laughs> Not always, uh, but when we're aware of it, we certainly will. Uh, speaking of a time you reported the news, and perhaps you shouldn't have, according to some commenters... PL votes against certifying oh, Marshall, <laughs> town left with no police presence of its own. Uh, looks like on Tuesday, the PL Town Council voted against sending Marshall Dean Rivers. He is a Marshall named Dean Rivers, not Marshall Dean Rivers, which sounds like a country music performer. It does. To a, that. <laughs> to a state-mandated basic training academy, instead opting to find a new Marshall. The long and short of it is, I believe it was a 3-1 vote. Uh, the town has no police presence and will rely on the Lewis County Sheriff's Office to respond to calls. Um, so it's possible the county could contract out law enforcement as they do with Vader in order to maintain PL's police coverage. So the big takeaway from this for me was in a shocking turn of events, we learned that all four seats on the PL City Council are actually held by the Chronicle. Yes, yes, people have forgotten about that. Um, the local newspaper has not reported it, but yeah, in, in back-to-back-to-back-to-back elections has taken four seats. Wow, that's great. Uh, yeah, once the story was posted, there were several comments criticizing the newspaper, and as we have previously discussed, you personally, Eric Schwartz, for reporting on the move. <laughs> it's always personally. Uh, it feels to me like perhaps they should take issue with their city councilors or look for some clarification there or perhaps attend a city council meeting. Uh, the criticism, by the way, um, just to elaborate, is that we have um, placed a, a target on the back of every PL resident by letting the world know that they currently don't have the one law enforcement officer that they previously nine had, to five, essentially. but now have, you know, the sheriff's office, <laughs> which has many, many more resources um, and can get there just as fast 24 hours a day. I think they missed that part and maybe they just didn't like the headline, but they were up- upset with us for yeah. that. And which also begs the question, how many of those commenters would have actually have known that they did not. They no longer have any police officer in town and are being, you know, yes. serviced by the Lewis County Sheriff's Office. 
had that post not been made. Yeah, you'd think it's like a it's a service, and then they would call their counsel to task if they disagreed with the decision. Um, instead, we have been called to task, which that's is okay. A, I think that is how democracy is supposed to work. <laughs> it is. I think. Uh, yes, that's, that's if I've if I learned if I learned that right in school. <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. We can take it. Um, I think next time we'll just not tell them when they've lost an important and vital public service. Um, and hopefully when they realize that, their first move will be to, well, why didn't the Chronicle tell us this? <laughs> they lose power for like a month and we don't say a word. <laughs> uh-uh. All those ADT systems are down. We're not going to tell everyone about that. Turning their lights on and off. Why didn't the Chronicle tell me my power's out? <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so uh, PL is currently without a police presence, although now they have the sheriff's office to respond to things, which probably a wash. Um, do we have any idea when they'll be hiring a new town marshal or what the uh, process is for that? Are they going to have tryouts, that kind of thing? Um, I feel like they should just draw names out of a hat, and whoever gets pulled has to be marshal for a month, something like that. In yeah. PL. It could be like sort of a community service kind of deal where, you know, Almost kind of like jury duty, you know. Yeah. You got to be marshal for a week. Yeah. It's just I your mean, contribution to the community. That kind of sounds like fun. How many crimes does a town marshal typically solve? I like, don't know. They're not a detective. I, I couldn't tell you. You know, that would be a great question for a crime reporter. Or Lauren yeah. Cope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lauren Cope could also answer that question. Uh, you could be the town marshal. Yeah. Yeah, if the governor thing doesn't work out. Yeah. That's his spot for him. I think Republic's a bit bigger, though. 2,000 residents. Um, it's, it's not. It's close. close. Right. It's probably close. Uh, not drastically different. Um, I'm sure the people of PL would welcome Lauren Culp if uh, the governor thing, as you mentioned, does not work out. What if the city of PL held a draft? You know, just uh, everyone in PL has to file for the police draft, the marshal draft. I would wonder who the Dodgers would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, more like a military draft. <laughs> oh, I got what you mean. I'm moving to Pluvius. <laughs> I've, got, I've got bones first. Oh, you weren't talking about a military draft. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, shame on the Chronicle for reporting on PL's town council vote. Indeed. Shame. Shame. Uh, Lewis County partners with local infection prevention consultants to help reopen schools. The Lewis County commissioners are set to approve a contract with infection prevention and antimicrobial consultants, IPAC, a local group that will help schools reopen during the pandemic. Despite the state recommending against it, Lewis County is still considered a high-risk county due to its infection rate. Uh, Public health officer Dr. Rachel Wood recommended that schools begin offering in-person instruction to kindergarten, middle school, and high school technical classes. However, the decision is ultimately left to schools, which maybe it should be. And some districts have already begun offering in-person classes to all students. IPAC's assistance will be offered to all schools in the county. Do we know what happens next? No, we don't. I think she right. she said well, it when case when, closed. They said that it's more or less up to the schools to decide. I think this is probably a resource that will be available to them as they one by one determine what they're going to do. Since mm-hmm. it's not going to be a one size fits all for everyone, it makes you wonder if they're going to first get involved uh, out in Boisfort, where school is going to start back up in yes. person. Which makes sense. It's a tiny little school district. It is just a K eight mm-hmm. school district, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was in high school at Adna, it was always weird when you see who showed up from Boisford every year. Like when we got to be freshmen, there's an influx of like eight new kids. It's like, oh, what are these guys? Oh, they're Boisford kids. They're like the where, kids. Relatively, where is Boisford located? Yeah, kind of, if you go. 
past the Adna on your way to PL, and you take a left, like a couple miles out that way. Okay. okay. Take a left in Curtis, and then you wind up in Boysford. Okay. There used to be a lot of open gyms out at the Boysford School. Uh, pretty good, pretty good games out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they need to get some. They need to get a, a fifth. You know, get a big man. I'm uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> you go out there with your mask on. Uh, so it's nice to see a local group of experts stepping up to help out. I looked through it just to make sure that at least some of them were doctors, and they are. Oh, good. Um, I was a little worried that this would just be like some internet theorists. like Glorified I janitors. A, yeah, I watched a lot of YouTube videos on this, and I'm pretty sure like everything's fine, so we got this covered. It's not that. It is actually uh, people with some expertise. And in a local areas. company. Yeah, kind of unbelievable. It's a local resource. I mean, not. I mean, guess not that unbelievable, but cool. That is. <laughs> uh, one hundred and fifty. We'll just call it one hundred sixty thousand dollar contract between the county and IPAC. It's funded through the CARES Act, so it's not coming out of the county's budget. Nice. And that seems like the kind of thing the CARES Act should be for. So makes sense. Um, I'm wondering if they are going to set expectations for, like, when if it comes to that, when they should shut school down if after a week every kid is infected or something like that. I or, think if after a week every kid's infected, they might shut it down, Aaron. You know, I would think so. <laughs> but, you know, these are unprecedented times, and who really knows? That's who true. could say? That's true. In other news, the PUD is hiking up rates, baby. <laughs> Do you have to throw baby onto every, <laughs> every sentence? <laughs> 3.8% rate increase to balance the 2020-2021 budget. Uh, in this economy, you know, maybe the PD should have saved some of that power they had before. Oh, what a, what they a should have had, day. like, a backlog of power. Maybe they should have some batteries. And I know you spent hours poring over the budgetary documents of the Lewis County PUD before Did coming I? up with that, <laughs> with that take. But it does come after the PUD raised rates by 4.75% in 2020. So That's like, like 9% a, over two years. It's kind of an annual thing. I'm not going to pretend to know why it's happening. Hopefully the reporters and... Um, editor at the chronicle can figure that out in this case but uh-huh they always have their reasons and i have sat through many um pud sessions where they try to explain it to me not this administration but the previous one and mm-hmm. i always leave thinking why are we having five to six percent increases <laughs> every year <laughs> it doesn't seem to make sense uh yeah it uh, i wonder what centralia's power rate increases have been or if they are i haven't noticed any major increase in my bill yeah i haven't either i'm, I'm also in centralia uh, so, yeah, um, this seems like the kind of thing that more people will comment on online than will provide comments to the actual PUD. Yeah, but do you think it would make any difference? It's, I mean, official channel versus an unofficial channel. I think the PUD knows people would rather keep more money in their pocket. Uh, what if what if they did get a comment, like, officially submitted, and they're like, oh, what, what? Guys, look at this. People don't want to pay more for power. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do something. They, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that story is up at cronline.com. They also recently announced that they're transitioning from bi-monthly to monthly bills in phases, which a few theorists uh, online have said is to make the bills look smaller, which that yes. will accomplish that. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll also double them. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yeah. Well, all right. Uh, let's see. Women United has started a career closet to help job seekers. So this is a great resource if you need to purchase a second pair of khakis at a reasonable price, or right, perhaps refused. a third neutral colored long sleeve Van Heusen shirt. Uh, 
that would match with one of your three ties, if that uh, describes anybody sitting in this room. Or perhaps <laughs> they have for them. some sort of uh, <laughs> button-up shirt that allows you the ability to let the, let the chest hair just spill out onto the laptop uh, in front of you. When you have so much chest hair, all your shirts uh, take that route. <laughs> so, yeah, that actually looks like a very cool program, especially in this day and age. Um, you know, I don't buy a lot of women's clothes. But if I did and needed some, that's probably where I'd go. I think it's also available for men as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't oh, think really? it's... If I'm not mistaken. You didn't read the story again, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when using Career Closet, clothing can be business suit type clothing, but can also be any type of clothing needed to interview for or participate in their chosen job. Well, thank you for setting me straight, as I am neither a woman nor a job seeker. I didn't read too deeply into it, but... The wonderful thing Time about will the tell. <laughs> thing about people who would be using this program is they can shop from the entire store. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, okay. I think it's a great problem. A program, not a problem. Great program. It's, it is a great program. I like it. Are you gonna are you gonna take part? Uh, maybe. Maybe I'll. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll drop some clothes off. Did you or did you not dress up in a suit and slacks uh, to work from home one day? Uh, no, I dressed up in a suit and slacks to come in for the Best of Lewis County Awards. I thought it was both. No, I've never worn a... I thought you dressed up for work at home one day. Uh, I, I put on a tie that one day when Kilgore stopped by, right, just right. to impress him. <laughs> I knew it. Yes, but since then, no, I have not worn a tie to work from uh, my home office. Uh, Jackson, this will be important for you, our Sirens Banger of the Week. Oh, yes. Mother reports her son is being blackmailed by an unknown woman with nude videos. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Tale as old as time. Yeah. It it happens. Uh, This is unfortunate for the victim, of course. Um, You know what? Before we get into my my thoughts on this, do you want to tell us more about the story? Well, you know, these are the sirens, so a lot of these... Was it you? Was it me? No, was no, it, it was not mother? me. It was, it was not me who who alerted my mother back in Woodenville to to call uh, the Lewis County Sheriff's Office about mother, ex- sexually called, explicit videos me. of myself. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't even say myself. I I don't actually know if uh, the videos are of the son. I, who knows? But it's obviously sort of a, a unfortunate situation that we do see happen a lot. But uh, however, it is mostly uh, the, the woman who is the victim. So it is, I guess unique in the sense that it um some poor boy is having to deal with this yeah yes why is it always the mom that's having to clean this up right too? yeah it's like did, we had this out in yelm and it was a guy and he was like 22 23 and he had been chatting with someone who friended him on facebook and mm-hmm. so of course he sent photos of his genitalia and subsequent videos she requested and then she flipped it on him and said hey you're gonna send me like 500 bucks, or I'm gonna send this to like all of your family on Facebook. And he thought they were bluffing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his mom got one. <laughs> oh, and she was his not. Family got one, and it was the mom who called the police. Oh. It was just like they were like, you know, the the horse, the horse is out of the barn on this one. <laughs> like we cannot, we can't, uh, we can't put Pandora back into the box. It only Nothing comes out of the box. Yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, okay. Mothers, so, mothers find out eventually. <laughs> if, if there's if there's anything to take away from the story is that your mother will eventually find out. And don't yes. send nudes on the internet. Uh, that that too. Especially to strangers. That too. That was yes. the uh, that's a, a subplot of the theme. If you want to express expose yourself to a stranger, do it in person. That's lesson here. <laughs> uh, no, of course, don't do that. However, at what point in life do you just shrug and admit to yourself that if you've sent a nude video of yourself? To someone of the opposite sex or the same sex, 
then there's a 90% chance this is going to happen. Like, if the video's out there, and at what, at what point in your life do you decide the best course of action is to just say, you know, I'd go for it. Like, fine. I mean, if it can happen to Brett Favre, it can happen to anyone. It's true. Yeah. It it's, happened to Captain America. It did, recently. yes. Literally, Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Exposed yeah. America's wang to the internet. <laughs> You're playing with fire. That is, that is for sure. Rolling the uh, dice it's every it's time. Like Polaroids, if you got to do that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trust the U.S. Postal Service with, with that kind of delicate information, not the internet. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other notable sirens you can think of off the top of your head, Jackson? Anything that uh, really tickled your fancy this week? Oh man, I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. That would have been the one I would have recommended, um, and the one that has st- stuck with me. Um, yeah, so I don't got anything for you, unfortunately. I wish right. I did. All right. We have three nominees, according to our Google Doc, outlining this episode for People's Champion of the Week. Uh, my nominee was, and these I am reading directly from the document, The Dog That Caught That Guy in the Swamp in Chehalis. I don't know anything else about the situation, but there's a picture of a uh, police dog and his handler in a pair of shorts heading towards the swamp. Uh, I don't do Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. So a guy who, uh, was in a broken down car on the side of the highway, uh, you know, trooper pulls over to help. They go back and forth. Trooper eventually finds out the vehicle was stolen. That leads on sort of a, a foot chase. He actually, I guess, from, as I was told, he ran up cause it was up by an off ramp, uh, out by Chehalis and just started running up the off ramp, uh, to get away. And which eventually led him down into a marshy area, and he just he just went into a pond, and then they kind of just uh, police just sort of waited him out. I would love to. I would love to. Or well, sent 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 a sent a canine sent a canine in to. We had some videos too from a get him out. We shared on Facebook and posted with your story on it. It was pretty funny because he was. Literally covered on all sides by police. Yeah, you would just kind of flop one way for a while in the water. <laughs> it it, it did not look. It did not look particularly pleasant uh, to be out there like that. It no. looked awful. It looked awful. And then that the uh, I believe it was the state trooper with the dog was clearly like taken off of a workout and came straight to the scene. That guy's a hero. He's got his bulletproof vest on over his t-shirt. Yeah, he's got mm-hmm. basketball mm-hmm. shorts and sneakers on. Yeah. So he answered the call. All right, our second nominee is... This is my nominee. This This is Schwartz's nominee, Don Gagnon. And before I do, I would like to denigrate your nominee. We've already had one canine be Hero of the Week, and the last one was killed in the line of duty. (laughs) This one is just doing its job as a police dog. This is is what it it exists to do. So uh, we are looking for people to go above and beyond in their line of work to be People's Champion of the Week. I think so. That's my definition. All right. Well, that precedent is too. precedent is poor for uh, for the first candidate, I guess. Is yes. what, what we're trying to say. Right. Wow. Uh, mine is Don Gagnon, a UPS driver who uh, he's already gotten television coverage, but he received coverage from you, Jackson. I didn't realize that was your yes, story. You so maybe you are more justified in telling us what exactly he did up at the Mima Mountains fire. Or yeah, Bordeaux fire. Bordeaux fire, I think is what we're calling it. Um, but he was on his uh, he was on his delivery route, and I guess I should, should preface this with that. I, Don was a beloved driver by everyone in that community, really well regarded before for before this. Happened. Yeah, 30, yeah, before this one year veteran. Before this, yeah, driver. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, knew every knew everyone's house, knew all the faces. Was kind mm. of you know the classic guy in, in the brown uniform 
you know, tipping the cap, doing all the right things. And he was on his route in the neighborhood um, before the fire started. And when it started and the wind was, you know, moving so quickly, the flames started jumping and he couldn't get his truck back out. So Mm -hmm. he started helping out and he started turning off, you know, propane tanks, Mm -hmm. took hose, started spraying around. And they don't know how many houses he saved, although there were in, uh, you know, Q13 story, there are plenty of families who are, you know, believe he, they he saved their house and yeah. stuff like that. And West Thurston County Fire Authority definitely said that he was, uh, you know, there could have been some more houses lost if it weren't for him. Um, but how he got out, so that which is equally heroic, he tied a... a a towel around his head, mm-hmm. doused it in water to manage the heat. And he still couldn't see anything because of all the smoke. So he said he started just driving slowly and using his hand to feel the wheel to see if he would go off the road mm-hmm. and could sort of, you know, just stay on the road slowly enough until he got out and he got out that way, not wow. being able to see anything. So, and I mean, there's heroism in the details here. I noticed that he said he had finished his first six deliveries and then, quote from him, I went to the last house, dropped the package, then saw the fire. He also finished his route. Yeah, yeah, yes, that is... that. That is. <laughs> Which I, I suppose the residents might wish that he, he hadn't. He, he finished his route, which is the, the most unbelievable thing about it. Yeah, wow. Postal workers just getting a lot of crap these days. It's nice to see one um, setting <laughs> Stepping a, a up. better example. And I really enjoyed that story, and that's why I think he's slightly better than a dog who did his job. <laughs> right, no one, get to... no one loves canines more than me. Here. <laughs> oh, a lot of people talk about how much I love dogs. Um, thank you for that. I have the greatest respect for dogs. our third nominee, Lewis County Health Officer Dr. Rachel Wood, who rescinded sporting events orders. Yeah, and I put her on there as well for two reasons. She also has announced her retirement. She's been with Lewis County for a very long time. She retired. She was Lewis and Thurston County's health officer for a while, so she had two counties under her purview. Um, and she retired from that last year, I believe, if uh, the reporting was correct. And so just, you know, she's, she's guided us through this, and she's loosening things up as quickly as she can. And you're not seeing that everywhere. My folks are up in Clallam County where they've had fewer cases and uh-huh. they're locked in phase two for forever. They've never been allowed into phase three. Well, I think what also makes her a pretty deserving candidate is when you think of how much, how tough that role is to be the one person where that decision weighs on your shoulders, and particularly how many people are. A lot of it, pressure there. You know, yeah. Contrast to that, uh, or, you know, that decision. Not just from residents, but politically as well. You know, she's advising the commissioners. Uh, at least one of them would like it to be wide open right now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she has to kind of be the, I hesitate to say adult in the room, but we'll put it this way, <laughs> the doctor in the room. Yeah, yeah. How many times since March do you think she said, well, actually, <laughs> in a meeting? <laughs> Probably, Probably up there. Probably up there. How many times? How many times do you think she said? Actually, that YouTube video will not change my mind. <laughs> she had to shut down a commissioners' meeting once because Plandemic started playing on the uh, overhead projector. Yes. <laughs> Who did this? Get out of here, Bobby. Oh, how'd that get there? <laughs> um. All right. Any other notable news items we need to cover before we get to Facebook comments of the week? Uh, yeah, something I have to do. I'd like to say hello to one of our listeners. Bauer Schwartz asked that he specifically be mentioned on the show. Wow. I told him I would try my best to squeeze him in. So 
Thanks for listening, Bauer. All right. Wow. Do you think he's gotten this far? And do you think he has any takes he'd like to contribute? Uh, no, I don't think he does. No. He, he's just been adamant that he would like to be mentioned. Okay. All right. So, hi, Bauer. Um, <laughs> yes. Hello. Sorry to make hello. this awkward. Everyone. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, Facebook comments of the week. Uh, I don't know what this one is about. It seems but, to be a theme, like every week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I always just screenshot the comment and not the post most of the time. So here's one from a lady that says, can we vote in person? And then the reply is, most Washington residents that are registered voters know that the way to vote in Washington is by mail-in ballot. So no, you cannot vote in person. Uh which is a thing I get caught up in a lot as well. We've been a vote-by-mail state for two decades now. If you're asking if we can vote in person, it makes me wonder if you have ever voted. Well, you can vote in person. You see a lot of people do it every year. They bring their ballot to the drop box at the courthouse. It's the same as voting in person. And you just drop it in there. Where did your ballot come from? Uh, it came in the mail. Oh, but I'm just saying <laughs> you can deliver it to the courthouse personally and know it at least arrived. Yeah. And with Larry Grove as auditor, you're... You're damn sure it's getting counted. Larry Grove keeps... He runs a tight ship. Yeah. Every vote personally. Uh, let's see. Here's a Chronicle story. Washington has its first two cases of West Nile virus this year. And once again, the media is the blame. The media just needs to <laughs> shut up mm. now. So maybe you should shut up. Um, I, uh, this one is uh, a boy. screenshot from, I believe, a Facebook post. Maybe a next door post. It is not from the Chronicle, but I was cracking up. <laughs> It says, Antifa training wild animals. My uncle, who is a cop a few towns over, told me those lost souls in Antifa are training small woodland critters to attack hikers. Oh, <laughs> There's wow. so many trails in the what? area. I want to let people know what this group is doing to corrupt not only our children, but our wildlife. Raccoons and weasels are their most common targets. Look out there. <laughs> so if you are bitten by a weasel... <laughs> you know. <laughs> what if late night uh, game camera footage reveals just a... What do you call a group of, of raccoons? I don't know. But just tearing down that sign. And that's where the uh, lollipop <laughs> sign went. Trained raccoons, probably wearing Antifa t-shirts. Little cute Antifa t-shirts. Talk about a long con right there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Um, all right. This is on the PL story uh i didn't get the main comment because i received a text from my mother apparently at the time i was screenshotting it um but the chronicle's response was just to be clear you would like the newspaper not to report news in the future ah, yeah that was me and uh, yes so nice work oh i made the comments huh uh yeah and every once one. in a while i'll uh, i'll respond but it's like once every month or so um here's a reply to a the chronicle comment apparently Considering you know that Antifa and BLM terrorists are targeting the area, I agree. I think that was in regards to the PL thing. So, if we anybody has seen, we Ant- don't yeah. know that Antifa <laughs> or BLM <laughs> is targeting the area. Let's roll that, roll that back a little bit before we might as get well ahead put a big sign coming into town. Ugh. We tried that, <laughs> got torn down. Yeah. Uh, oh, PL will see a rise on property crimes at the very least. The council's decision will put its townspeople at risk. Well, at least this. Fella is uh, aiming his uh, his ire at the right people, yeah. I guess. The people yeah, who actually good. made the decision. Whether or not they deserve ire remains to be seen. I kind of doubt it. I'm sure they had their reasons. Yeah, they were pretty vague about that. Basically just said they had an issue. And to be fair, we can't cover all these little towns like we used to 10, 15 years ago. We had more resources, more reporters. 
just being honest. So we might have missed a, you know, a, like broiling council issue that has gone on over time. Uh, let's see. This is, I believe, about maybe this is about Jay Inslee and the apples. That issue? Oh man, how did that not make the the lineup today? Uh, I yeah, I forgot. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Jay Inslee went to visit some people and took him yeah. apples, and it turned out the apples had maggots. And certain people are it's demanding crime, he Aaron. be people are demanding he be uh, prosecuted to the full extent of the law. <laughs> um, which you know what he should be, and maybe that should work both ways for any other candidates oh, for the sure. highest. Uh, office in our state breaking any laws or mandates, perhaps. Just a thought. That. Just a thought. <laughs> I love that because, you know, if, if you are, and I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of, of someone who staunchly disagrees with Jay Ansley, if you're in that position, you already got your, you already got your story, you know? You don't, yeah. have to, you don't have to push any farther. He brought bad apples, man. Yeah. You could just, just stop there and, and, po- and, you know, point your finger at him right there. You don't need to take it any further. <laughs> But, you know, when you do, and then you just start sounding ridiculous. And... A literal bad apples spoil the whole batch situation. Inslee called the dire mistake a, quote, good reminder of the importance of awareness around apple quarantine, which wow. I found to be funny. I'm pulling that, that from the funny. Senate Republican uh, leader, so it's obviously a part- partisan email. In fact, the uh, subject line was, Icky Inslee's maggots. <laughs> so, wow. That's great. And he's, they're trying to turn it into something to, to raise money. But I didn't know about the apple quarantine issue. Uh, yeah, I didn't either. I, I have apple trees, so I don't need to All right, they better go be, across They better be quarantined. I bet you they got maggots in them, too. Uh, there's a lot of deer out there eating them. Yeah, you, you taking any apples from Inslee's office? No. I. Well, <laughs> you better keep it that way. Yeah. I, you know, I'm there every other day. Uh, it also brought back a memory for me when Christine Gregoire came to Governor Christine Gregoire. Chris Gregoire, I believe she preferred to be called, mm. came to visit West County after the floods, and she brought crab cakes that she had won from another state in one of those athletic competition bets. Oh, Maryland situation, and probably. And the Chronicle chose to run the headline, Let Them Eat Crab Cakes. That's a solid headline. I thought so, too. The, That's funny. The, yeah, some people were not too happy with it. They saw it as derogatory. But, yeah, it's like a... I think just you going there and maybe bring some money, which he did. He brought the the program that was going to help them out. But I don't know. I feel like Trudy must have stopped him on his way out the door and was like, we'll never get rid of all these apples. You better take some of these apples with you because I'm not letting them rot this year. Jay. And he just begrudgingly took them. Oh, fine. Yeah. Sorry about these. My wife wanted me to bring these apples. They're really good. Go. Yeah, you know that's that's the story no one's chasing right now. Whether if this was just Jane's wife just you know poking prize. like we got we got apples we got to move, honey. You know, Inslee just them out. foisting poisoned apples. Um, there's a lot of symbolism in that story, I guess. There is. If there's you a really lot. dig for it, yeah. Uh, all right. In response to the PD story, we have a comment. The next public hearing is October 6th. They say they want the community involved. And then somebody, great. How they have the hearings during people's work hours yet want public involvement. And I believe the next comment was, oh, well, they're on Zoom. They are on Zoom. Actually makes it easier these so, days. So, yeah. If Again, you though, want to I, get involved, get involved. I'm cynical about it. I don't think if they had a bunch of people yelling at them that they would be able to do much about it if they have a shortfall. They would be able to balance the budget and... They could probably like get rid of some linemen, and then you know next windstorm will will be. <laughs> Where's our power? <laughs> well, we cut all the linemen. Why? It's what you wanted. Again, I want to stress. I don't know anything about that situation. I don't want to criticize either the PUD or the people complaining about having to pay more. I totally get that. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Anything else we haven't covered? Uh, what do we got coming up on Tuesday? I think the big story will be from uh, Claudia Yaw, our newest reporter who's been doing great work in our first couple of weeks. Her headline will be Rural Americans Against Racism. Lewis County residents show up for anti-racism. That's as she has written it anyways. It will, I'm certain, be changed now that the sign has been ripped down. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the, the group that had put it up. But you'll be able to learn a lot about that group. And I think it'll be a very, very good story. Um, what else do we got? Might have another Lauren Culp story. I had the reflector cover a rally down there, and then he had a caravan up the freeway, I believe, with the destination of King County after spending the, the week. Uh, there was a, what, Freedom Rally situation in Morton? Yes. Do we have something on that? I'm not certain if we covered that I or not. I, don't know I was, was not on. out there, and if yeah, I, I don't wasn't know out the there, weekend. I don't know. We went to the last couple. We've been we've yeah. covered at least two of the three Freedom Rallies that I'm aware of, yeah. so... We try to cover them all, but we're going to miss them. There's yes. just too many protests going on. You are going to get roasted on Twitter once again. It's true. Gosh. We also had the uh, rally of parents and students wanting to get back to in-person learning. We didn't talk about that. Uh, I, I mean, I, we yeah. talked, the photos went with the... That one was actually covered. pretty interesting because, you know, it was bizarre. You had a lot of the kids and the students, I should say, who were there for sports. Mm-hmm. And and made it very clear that they were there more so for sports than they were they for just want the everything sports, else. No yeah, yeah. And then you had some of the parents, some who had organized it, were actually criticizing the fact that you know they had loosened the restrictions on sports, but uh, still no in-person school. So people, you know, advocating for the same thing, but not really, you know, not a you know, unified message. It, it was, it was interesting. It's so, yeah, it's so polarizing. I think when we talked about Mossy Rock School District there, they have an in-person hybrid model, the only mm -hmm. other one, but Boysford. And if I recall the split on people, their number one concerns was number one uh, for 50% was that their kids would have to wear masks and the other 50% were concerned they might get sick. So it was like <laughs> coin toss as to right what the their middle. number one concern is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, we had a story on local farmers donating more than 150 tons of hay to help Okanagan County ranchers after wildfires. That's great. I like that. That was a great story by Celine. Yeah. How Celine. many tons? 150 tons. Quite a bit. You're a hay magnate out on the Wanch Prairie. I believe you have the largest uh, hay spread on the Wanch. Well, I don't want to brag, but <laughs> yes, probably. Uh, what's the, what's the value of 150 tons of hay? Uh, quite a bit. I mean, quite a bit for Adna, or I quite make, a bit? I, I make regular size bales. <laughs> so you don't so know. Like you can't even... Bales. He doesn't work uh, wholesale. It's, it's, you know, he, he doesn't are know Are you that. just yeah. afraid to like expose yourself to not knowing the financial worth of the very product that grows on your property? Uh, why don't you... <laughs> How many? How much would a ton <laughs> of newspapers cost? Do people just come up and like ask for hay, and you're like five hundred dollars, and they're like, "What?" And you're like five dollars. Yes, yes that's, that's exactly how it works, actually. <laughs> no, that was a good, good positive story, though. Um, with all the fires going on, it would be nice if the fires would all stop, like in entirety. We have one in White Pass. We didn't talk about that. It's yeah, it's burning stuff up, growing over the weekend. Yeah. yeah. It's similar, though, it sounds like, to the big hollow fire down in the Gifford Pinchot. Is or the Cold yeah, Creek fire? Yeah. 610 cold acres. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of confusing to have a Cold Creek and a Cold Springs fire at the same time in the same state. Yeah, cold Creek on fire? But what? That's when you got a lot of fires, you got a lot of similar names. That's true. I hope we don't run out of fire names like we did hurricane names. Uh, yeah, I, that would be tragic. 
All right. And with that, we are going to wrap this episode up. Jackson, thank you for sitting in. We will discuss off mic how your initial <laughs> tryout went. Uh, I'm sure I will takes. pass with. Yeah, go ahead and give him a give him a, a review, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, let's he didn't hear it. jump in much in the first half. Uh, I think your mic levels were good. Um, yeah, fine. Uh, B minus. He mi- needs to work on his pocket presence a bit. He he's a little rattled in there. <laughs> when the uh, not a lot of poise. <laughs> no poise in the pocket. You know. Kind of B minus is, is kind of my middle name, right there. Just that you know, just he's a real Josh Allen like kind of a dual threat quarterback but relies on his natural talents and arm strength a little bit just like look at how tall I am I'm great with this podcast that's a, that's a fair assessment that's a fair assessment who's in the running otherwise though it would be Jackson uh, this is your second time on or third time like at least third third, third. second time uh, actually live in the studio third uh, I, I joined via zoom once so third time third time Brandon's got three on him yeah Crawler's been on a few times Crawler's, Crawler's always just kind of like Looking at his phone and like reads things like, oh, what about this news update? We had a story on that four days ago, Crawler. <laughs> Just bringing up last week's podcast items. <laughs> yeah. Is somebody going to report on TikTok? It's in peril. <laughs> Claiming he doesn't have TikTok. Yeah, sure, Crawler. Love the Crawler, though. All right, that's all we got for you. We'll be back next weekend with uh, more lame takes on the news. Thank you very much.